One thing that I have really particularly loved about it is just having someone with the expertise make a custom plan for me because as a busy person, I do not have the time to go around surfing the internet, trying to find the best program, perhaps not finding the best program, getting injured because I'm not um, doing the strength exercises that I need to. And then also just, it was really nice for me to have somebody to get feedback from, um, someone who was encouraging me. And that was really like motivational. So here's the question. How do runners like us remain active, get stronger, and heal from injuries without being told to stop running and create a healthy life for ourselves so we can continue to hit PRs well into our 40s and 50s? This is the question, and this podcast is the answer. My name is Dr. Dwayne Scotty, physical therapist, running coach, and creator of Spark Physical Therapy, where we help active adults be able to run without aches and pains so you can feel good about yourself again. Welcome to the Healthy Runner Podcast. This episode is brought to you by UCAN. UCAN Nutrition is powered by Superstarch and delivers that steady, long-lasting energy without the spike and then the crash. I have been using UCAN Energy during all of my long runs and races since its inception. I absolutely love the berry hydrate to replenish my electrolytes for those sweaty runs. UCAN's energy drinks with its revolutionary Superstarch has done wonders in sustaining energy for my runners during their long runs and races as well. Now, I really enjoy the plant-based salted peanut butter or cherry almond UCAN energy bars, which are great before or after a workout and is even great during a busy workday. I eat those when I'm pressed for time to keep my energy levels with healthy nutrition between my clients or before podcast episodes. Since you are part of our Healthy Runner community, you will get 15% off all your orders at UCAN.co. Just use the code HEALTHYRUNNER during checkout when placing your order. Go ahead and give UCAN a try. Trust me, you won't regret it. All right, we are live and I am super excited to bring on this amazing person today within our Healthy Runner Facebook group. So if you want to get faster, if you want to feel stronger, then this is the episode for you. Uh, tune in to hear Rachel's story on how she overcame this common roadblock and got consistent with her training to shave two minutes off her 5K time and get a half marathon PR this past weekend, despite it being a tough year for many of us runners across the country. So Rachel, welcome to the show and thank you for coming on. Thank you, Dwayne. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no, I'm super excited uh, to get into this. What we're going to really be doing, guys, is we are going to um, hear Rachel's story and how she got stronger, how she got faster with her running, shaving time off her 5K time, as well as getting that PR for her half marathon goal race. And the other things we're going to be doing tonight is announcing our winner for our free shoe giveaway from last week's episode um, from our friends over at Woodbridge Running Company. So we are going to announce the winner live. And so stick around to hear if you entered the contest to see if you are going to be the big winner. 
And um, for those of you who are here on the Healthy Runner Facebook live stream, can you guys do me a favor and just comment live? And if you are catching the replay, just comment replay and I'll give you a little shout out. So also, as we're going along, Rachel has agreed to accept any questions that you may have as we're going along tonight. So feel free to drop those in the comment box and I will be able to kind of monitor that as we go along. Um, but Rachel, let's get started with our dynamic warm-up because I know you know the importance of a good dynamic warm-up now. Um, so tell us, who are you and what do you do? Thanks, Dwayne. Um, so I'm Rachel. I um, live in Utah right now. I'm working on a PhD at Utah State University. So I'm studying ecology and I'm really into wetlands and all things um, biogeochemistry and wetland ecology. So that's what I'm working on. Um, and I also have two kids. So I have a six-year-old and three-year-old boy who keep me and a husband who keep me very occupied. Um, and yeah, this has been a busy time for me, but running has been such an important thing for me that I get to do on my own. That's a stress reliever. Um, and just has been really good to me this past year. Yeah. So like my wife says, you have like three kids essentially, right? Cause you have a husband as well. <laughs> <laughs> um, and how far along are you with your PhD? I'm in my fifth year. So I'm wrapping things up, uh, which is more work <laughs> than it seems like it should be, but I, um, yeah, so I will be graduating in December. So it will be an end of an era <laughs> for me working on Super exciting and super proud of you. Um, as we've spoken before, you know, having gone through uh, the blood, sweat, and tears of PhD, and you're doing, you know, like I was, I had two kids at the time, and mine were like your your kids' age, and they were little. Uh, so, and with you being mom in the house, I even give you so much more credit because there are things that only moms can do. Let's be honest, uh, for those parents out there, and. I give you a ton of credit. So that honestly makes your story today even more remarkable um, with everything that you're juggling around. So I think many of the mother runners here in our Healthy Runner community are going to be able to relate um, with you kind of working, doing PhD, having a family, running the household, um, keeping your husband on track, uh, you know. I think a lot of people are going to be able to relate to this uh, tonight, but uh, tell us, when did you start running, Rachel? So I first started running in uh, middle school when I decided I wanted to do cross country. So in middle school and high school, I did, I did cross country and track, um, loved it. It was a blast. It's how I met all of my friends and um, it's just an important part of <laughs> my growing up. Um, but I, I grew up in Houston and our cross country was really not, we ran two miles for our races. So I was never, <laughs> I never did any real longer races. And when I um, came up to Utah to go to school, I just stopped running. Uh, I'm not <laughs> really sure why I was just busy and I just took a really long break. And then um, last year during COVID, I just 
decided that I was gonna start running again. I had run a little bit on and off over the years, but nothing serious. And yeah, just decided to go for it. <laughs> so regular activities, yeah. Yeah, no, I think uh, I'm sure there are many um, who, for those that are on the live stream, if you guys started kind of getting back into running or you just started running um, when COVID hit a year ago, just type in uh, me into the comment box. I'm curious to see how many uh, did that as well. But prior to starting back up for COVID, did you run any road races at all kind of as an adult or post uh, motherhood? Yeah, I had run a few, one of which was a half marathon that I was not prepared for at all. I had, I had been running very casually. Maybe my longest run was six miles, eight miles, maybe. I wasn't even really measuring. I was just running. I didn't have a watch or anything. Um, and my sister had been training for this half marathon with her husband and two weeks before the race, he hurt his knee and couldn't run. So she begs me to do it with her. And I just for some reason thought this can't be that bad. I'll run really slow. It's going to be fine. <laughs> I'll just do my first half marathon. And um, no, it was really difficult. I was not prepared and things were all fine and well until about mile eight or nine when I was just <laughs> totally done, had to walk a bit, uh, survived, but it was definitely not a good experience at all. Couldn't walk the rest of the day. Just yeah. So that, so that's what not to do is what you're saying is don't just jump into a half marathon without training at all and having a six mile as your long run. Okay. All right. So now we've learned what not to do. Um, have you done any half marathons after that before the one that you just ran this past weekend? Yeah. So I did run a half marathon, um, just this past November that I did train for. <laughs> And nice. Much better. Nice. Okay. So that one you did train for and what was, and I, I think this just gives some perspective, not that the time is important because we all run yeah. our different times, right. And we're all in different stages right. and have different fitness levels, but what was your time for that one in the uh, fall in November? It was 145, 43, I think not positive on seconds. Yeah. So that mile. Yeah. So that's definitely pretty impressive, right? So you were definitely, um, and how would you describe that race? Was that like the worst race ever where you like pushed yourself to like the limits that you felt like was the limits? <laughs> it was definitely difficult. I, I put everything I had into the race. Um, at, and at the end, you know, I averaged an eight minute pace per mile, but my last two miles or so, I was at like a eight, 840, 845. I had slowed down because I was really feeling it at the end. I hadn't, um, I don't know. I think I hadn't paced myself quite as well as I, as I could have um, there because the end was just really tough. Um, but the, and the race itself was mostly downhill like most of the whole way, which was helpful. okay. <laughs> Pushing me along. Nice. <laughs> that is helpful. Um, yeah. And we find that very common in a lot of us kind of new to running specific distances, right? It gets tricky to 
be able to pace yourself. And I think we can kind of relate to that of races that we, you know, went out too fast or didn't pace. So definitely with experience that will improve for those that are listening. Um, Rachel, let's go to kind of what was the main um, issue when we started, um, when you had reached out or I had reached out to you, I can't even remember at this point. So that I know it was December. I know it was kind of December. So that would have been a month after your half marathon that you ran in the fall. Um, what was kind of the main issue or main problem you were having at that point that made you kind of decide to sign up um, for a coaching program? Yeah. So, um, if you don't mind, I think I'll actually step back and tell the story of how I first found your podcast. Oh um, yeah. Cool. Okay. So I was, I was training for this half marathon and, um, I was starting to get, um, ITBS or illotelial band syndrome. You can tell me that I'm saying that wrong. And I, so I just was having a lot of knee pain and, um, so I started doing research. What should I do about this? And this is how I found you and your podcast. Um, and so I found some exercises that you had recommended for that. And I started implementing them, you know, just on my own um, and really saw improvement and was able that totally went away for me, um, which was fantastic because I really had never had any injuries ever as a runner. And, um, I was starting to feel very down about it. Like I, like I'm not going to be able to run because my knee hurts too bad. Um, so that was kind of my first experience. And then uh, I bought a new pair of running shoes and immediately took them out and ran 10 miles in them. I'm <laughs> just making all the mistakes for everybody else so they can learn from my experience. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is great. This is great. <laughs> and um yeah, really had a lot of pain in my foot. And this was like right before my half marathon, like two weeks before is when I had done this. Um, and I reached out to you and I scheduled um, an online, yeah, we did a virtual appointment and um, you helped me, you gave me some exercises. Cause at this point I wasn't even sure I was going to be able to do my race. And so, um, yeah, I implemented those. I did my race. It was fine. I didn't have any foot pain during my race. And then after my race, um, I think that really <laughs> pushed it. And I, my foot was really bothering me. And um, I decided that when it was time for me to train again, that I needed some professional guidance <laughs> so that I could just have a better plan and avoid having more injuries in the future. So that was my main reason for wanting to get going in the coaching program. Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing uh, that. And for those that haven't listened to last week's episode, we actually did share some tips because you talked about IT band syndrome and we actually shared all of our tips. And since um, that point in time, when you heard the podcast, Last week, I had finalized, I kind of put that in PDF version 
So now there is an actual free PDF version for those that are listening on how to overcome IT band syndrome. So if you are struggling with the knee pain that uh, Rachel speaks of, um, we do have a full kind of training as well as kind of PDF version with the video links of what you need to do to kind of get over this problem and or prevent it from coming back in the future. So if anyone's watching this in Facebook on the live stream, if you guys type in IT band into the comment box or PDF, I will know what that means and I will shoot you the link. Um, so you can grab that and I will uh, do my best to remember to put that in the show notes on the podcast. But if for some reason it is not there, then just reach out to me and I will shoot it over to you. All right. So that's kind of the main reason why, you know, we were thinking back in December that your foot was still hurting a little bit. You got through your half marathon race, but your foot was hurting and you were like, well, maybe I need to seek out kind of someone who knows a little bit about running and these kind of aches and pains. So you can kind of get along the, the right path. Okay. Awesome. And I'm glad that we did connect and I'm glad that we kind of started you in our coaching program January 1st. So we were sparking off the new year and we were kind of setting this first training block of 2021 off with really focusing on kind of building strength uh, during this time period. And for those, again, that don't know, the first live stream we did in 2021, I really talked about training cycles and how you need to cycle and plan out your calendar year in advance as a runner in order to prevent kind of overuse type injuries. And there should be different focus points throughout your year. And, you know, the beginning for most runners kind of coming out of winter, it's a great time to really double down on your strength, plyometric training. So jump training in order to run and then really building up a base and a foundation for kind of your runs for the rest of, of the season, essentially, um, when you get into where, whenever your kind of race season is. So kind of giving everyone a little context there. So I guess, what do you feel like, um, you know, what was really the progress that you made during, you know, the past 12 weeks of being in this coaching program? So the first thing is that I could just feel myself getting stronger during my runs. So I have never done a serious strength program where I was following a schedule and doing all of the workouts and really being accountable and doing all these things. And so I really noticed my progress the most during my, during my tempo runs each week. And I was starting out with running two mile tempo runs and I was running at about an eight minute pace. And I felt like that was about what I could do. And then I, I don't know how long it was four or five weeks in. I remember I was running a tempo run and I was running a three mile tempo run now. And I was in my last mile and I just felt like my legs were stronger. I just felt like, wait a second, I can run faster. Like, um, it was just this really, cool moment for me where I just could feel the effects all like <laughs> all of a sudden very strongly of my training that my legs were strong and they were ready to go and um I mean by the end of it I was running my three mile tempo runs at a 719 pace so I'd really cut off a lot of time um and I know it's because <laughs> I was doing this training and because of course I was doing my running and 
being so consistent and that I had a plan that was custom for me and for what my goals were. Yeah. And you really executed that plan. So, you know, everything that we're going to talk about tonight, you know, we'll probably talk about some principles and things like that, but I think what's most important um, for you guys to take home as well is that Rachel put in the work, right? She was motivated. She is obviously a very driven person um, with everything that we talked about that she juggles in her life, just like so many of you that are listening. And for someone like Rachel, who has that motivation and is willing to put the work in, it's really a matter of being your guide, right? So I'm really guiding you along the path and presenting the plan um, that you need for your unique needs. And I guess another question I have for you, you had mentioned tempo run. So just in case, right, we have a lot of new beginner runners um, in our community. If you guys don't know, um, I have done an episode before on three types of runs. And if you haven't heard that episode yet, just put types of runs in the comment box and I will shoot that to you. But that was an in-depth episode where I really described the three main types of runs, the most common ones, which is your easy run or your kind of conversational pace run and then tempo, which is your lactate threshold run and then intervals. Um, so I know you mentioned tempo run. Did you do any tempo runs for your half marathon in the fall that you were training for on your own? Um, yes, I did do some. Okay. All right. Nice. So you were doing that. Were you doing any interval work at all? I was doing intervals as well. And I was doing, when I was training on my own, I was doing 400 meter intervals, but this past time around, I was doing 800 meters. Ooh, okay. All right. No, a great point that you brought that up because that is a common mistake. And I talked about it in that types of run is a lot of us, when we jump to intervals, we do the shorter stuff because it sounds easier, maybe that you're not running as long, or you think if you run faster for a shorter distance, that's going to help you. But you really need to think about the event that you're training for. So if you're doing anything longer than a 5K, 400 meter sprints or interval training are short intervals, which is not going to translate into your goal race event of either a 10K or half marathon or definitely not a full marathon, right? So you do want to think about longer intervals and really building up you know, maybe starting with 800s and then repeat 1200s and eventually repeat miles, um, which are a lot harder to do and a lot harder workouts. But those would be the things you want to think about in your training. So even just making, you know, that was a, a considerable ch change, I guess, in your training from what you're doing in the fall to kind of what we had designed um, for you. So I think it's good to think about, you know, and this is always a reflective process, guys. Anytime you finish a training cycle, like Rachel just finished, you know, a 12 week training cycle and ran her race, it's always good to look back and say, okay, what was the result I got? You know, and why did, right? We reflect on that. What were the good things? Why do I think I achieved that? Um, what were the bad things? And maybe it just comes down to you had the worst weather in the world or your nutrition, your life, your stress that was going on the week of your race. And that's the reason why you didn't perform well. It could be as simple as that, or it could be related to your training, right? Or it could be related to you suffering through a running related injury that you were just dead set on. I'm going to run this half marathon, no matter what, if I'm going to be dragging my leg across uh, the finish line, I'm going to run it no matter what. 
So it's always good to kind of reflect upon uh, differences in your training. Okay. So the intervals were different from the fall tempo runs. It sounds like you weren't as consistent from your answer. It sounds like in the fall <laughs> you weren't. Okay. I don't remember doing tempo runs every week. Okay. All right. And then that's another thing that um, we talk about in that uh, podcast episode is really doing tempo runs first. And again, it, it's a common mistake I see in a lot of plans is those jumping right from easy runs to intervals. And then most people running the easy runs too fast. And they're basically running their easy runs at tempo pace because they feel like they're working a seven, eight out of 10 scale, right? Rating of perceived exertion where they're really running those too fast. And then, so you don't get that full training effect of your body, the physiologic body adaptations that occur with those different types of runs. So those are things that, you know, those of you listening, just kind of highlighting some educational points as Rachel shares her story here. Um, all right. So you really felt like you were getting stronger, those temple runs, you were running them faster and you were kind of shaving time off. Um, what did that do to your confidence with running? Yeah, I felt really good. Um, I just felt like, um, what I was doing was working, which is a great feeling when you're getting up at five o'clock in the morning to do strength training, <laughs> <laughs> spending a lot of time running. It's really nice that your training is working. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, it was really validating for me and just, um, was really encouraging and I was excited. It was really fun. Yeah, no. And it was cool seeing that, um, confidence. I could tell, you know, every time we met, so Rachel and I met like on a monthly basis doing like video coaching sessions and kind of touching base on where she was and answering questions. And then also talking about what are, what's the plan for the kind of next phase, the next month of training. Um, and it was just really cool seeing your confidence level, like increase, like literally with every call. And it was, you know, you, you ask great questions, of course. Um, come on, you're getting a PhD. Of course, you, you need to question things, right? So you had like really great questions, which I loved. Um, but it was really cool seeing your confidence um, improve uh, throughout, throughout the training. I know you mentioned the strength program. Um, what did you find that was different or beneficial? Um, anything that you noticed that, I don't know, was different from like, different strength work you've done in the past? Sure. So, I mean, I haven't done a lot of strength work in the past, so it's a little bit difficult for me to make the comparison, but <laughs> I did really like that it was um, very thorough. Like it's not just focused on, on one issue. We're building up all the strength needed for running total, you know, like I'm doing shoulder exercises and I'm doing biceps and triceps and core strength. And of course, you know, leg muscles. I remember specifically in one, one time we were talking, it was early on before I had started any strength training. And I think I said to you, I should be doing like some core work, right? <laughs> You're just looking at me like, yes. <laughs> yes, you should definitely be doing that. I, just, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. 
And I, I like that you were able to um, go through the progression. So we have like different levels in the strength program. And Rachel was, uh, it was great to see you progress through the different levels to give you kind of more challenging exercises that you needed. And that's where what I, I personally like about the uh, strength program might be biased here um, since I created it, but having those different levels and progressions. And as we've really run through this, I guess this is kind of the second iteration of this program. Uh, for those that don't know, this did start out um, out of necessity last spring when everything went into shutdown, lockdown mode. Um, and I had to work out of my living room for three months. So I said, you know what, why not help other runners and show them the strength work that I've been doing for years and the stuff that's in the literature, um, the exercises that have been helpful to combat certain injuries. So kind of this kind of injury prevention, um, adding an injury prevention exercise, as well as performance-based exercises. And um, kind of what I've learned from this is because a lot of people are busy and I, that's why I even give you more credit is you did like the full version of the program, which was basically you know, depending upon where your fitness level is, some people I recommend uh, three times a week, some I recommend two. And then now, thanks to Coach Lou, um, he's helped streamline a 30 minute version of the Healthy Runner Strength Program. So now we have 30 minute versions of our phase one and our phase two programs. Um, because we noticed that that was a kind of a limitation is that it did take a lot of time because I created it being comprehensive, like you mentioned, kind of a total body workout, but then making sure you're working, your running specific muscles. And so that, that is a new feature in our kind of third iteration of the uh, program as we got the, the kind of 30 minute version of the uh, healthy runner strength program. Um, so now let's get into kind of race day, kind of leading up to this past weekend. And how were you feeling going into your half marathon? So I was feeling really excited. I was definitely nervous about the race. Um, in particular, right before the race, I drove the course and it was in a canyon that you go run up and then and then down. And as I'm driving down what I was going to run up, I was just thinking, this is, this is scary. This is going to be really, really hard. So I, right before I was feeling very apprehensive about that, um, but definitely excited. I mean, I was confident. I knew that I was prepared and that I had trained for it. So that was really yes. helpful. So the elevation profile was definitely different from the half marathon you did in the fall. That was like pretty much all downhill. Okay. All right. Mm -hmm. And then leading up those first couple of days, because I know we messaged each other a couple of times. I'm trying to think of the questions that you had. Um, you had all your nutrition down, right? And kind yes. of pre-race stuff. Anything that you want to share that we can share that was helpful leading up to the race day itself? Sure. I mean, so I had a plan where I was I had already tested out everything that I was going to do on race day during a regular long run down to what I ate the night before, what I ate that morning for breakfast. Um, I did use, end up using Morton gels during the race, but I had used those during long runs before. So I knew it was going to work for me. Um, 
I had one incident where I got really mad at my hydration pack because it started leaking on me and I was just thinking I would do away with it and run without it. But um, you reminded me that hydration is really important. So I decided <laughs> I found out a way to make it work and it didn't leak on me, but I did put too much water in there. That was one mistake I made in this race. I carried around a little more water than I needed, but it was okay. Yeah. So just think about when, you know, races come back to where you can actually get water on the course, right? You're going to be a lot lighter, not yeah. uh, juggling around all that water in your hydration pack. <laughs> That's right. That was the, that was the big thing. I remember you had mentioned that. And I was like, when I saw that message come through, you're like, yeah, I'm not going to do my hydration. I was like, no, no, you need, you need hydration. That is going to be key for race day. So I'm glad that you kept your hydration on you. And for those that will be doing maybe their first, you know, virtual half marathon or an in-person half marathon coming up since COVID happened, you know, pretty much can't get water on the course. So you do have to plan for your hydration and bring it with you and make sure you have a good plan on how you will get that. Because again, races are going to be different than your training runs. You're going to be running faster and you're going to need the nutrition as well as hydration. Uh, so you, you want to make sure that you are testing your fuels just like Rachel did. And I love that you didn't try anything new on race day. So I think that was definitely, uh, that was definitely uh, key. And then, so, okay, so let's talk uh, time here. So what did you wind up or how did you feel like when you were doing the race itself, how do you feel during the race? Yeah, during the race, um, I was feeling really good. I was um, feeling nervous about my time as I was going uphill and I'm looking at my watch and I'm running like a 945 pace and I'm <laughs> trying to my goal was to be under eight minutes per mile and I'm like how am I going to make up for this this is just <laughs> but it was I was yeah I was making sure that I didn't overdo it at the beginning um uphill and um it did end up working out so wow yeah no that's definitely got to be nerve-wracking when you're looking at your your time there so what was your final uh race time so my final time was 143.13. So that was 7.53 per mile, which I was just super excited about. During the whole race, I just wasn't sure if I was going to make it. <laughs> wow. So that by my calculations, you shaved uh, two and a half minutes off of your half marathon on a harder course. Mm -hmm. That is super impressive. Um, that's a lot of time honestly, to shave off a half marathon. So that is super impressive. So kudos to you. Uh, congrats. And were you like totally exhausted after you were like done, done? Thank you. Um, I was pretty tired, but it, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't that total exhaustion. I feel like I'm going to throw up feeling. I, I was feeling okay. I was walking around fine. I was picking up picking up my three-year-old who just demanded to be held at all times. Um, I mean, definitely tired, but feeling pretty good. Yeah. Wow. That's great. And then how about recovery wise? What was your next uh, couple of days looking like? Was it really tough to get out of bed the next day for those that are maybe haven't run a half marathon or they haven't done, you know, a half marathon PR before, um, 
where they're kind of running a little faster. How, how did the recovery go? Would that process look like? Yeah. So the recovery went pretty well. I, I tried to stay um, moving around during the day, but I did like sit down and watch a movie that night. And when I got up, <laughs> I was feeling very, you know, some stiffness and soreness, um, especially like around my hip flexors. But um, for the most part, um, my recovery just went much better than the previous two half marathons, of course, with the first being the extreme where I couldn't even walk around. Um, but I, this recovery seemed much easier to me than my fall half marathon. Um, and also what comes into play with that is I had learned how to recover better as far as doing foam rolling, which I had never done before I did this program. Um, and also just making sure that I'm getting enough protein and everything. Um, I am vegetarian. So that's something that I think about a lot. So. Yeah. So great points in terms of uh, recovery and I'm glad the foam rolling exercises, like one of my principles, right, for running is really taking care of the soft tissue, allowing that recovery to occur. Uh, we know that's our fourth tip in our kind of five tips to run uh, strong and healthy. And for those that are on the live um, and you haven't seen the Spark Blueprint or those five tips uh, to run strong and healthy, just type in Blueprint into the comment box. That's been relatively new. Actually, that dropped in like December. Um, so if you've been in the group for a long time and you've never seen that, uh, you can drop that in the comment box and I'll shoot that over to you so you can learn more about those principles as well. And so what would you say, Rachel, what advice could you give um, to others if they were on the fence about working with a coach? Yeah, I think um, <clears throat> one thing that I have really particularly loved about it is just having someone with the expertise make a custom plan for me, because as a busy person, I do not have the time to go around surfing the internet, trying to find the best program, perhaps not finding the best program, getting injured because I'm not um, doing the strength exercises that I need to. And then also just, it was really nice for me to have somebody to get feedback from, um, someone who was encouraging me and that was really like motivational. So I I think all those aspects just make it really helpful just to have somebody who can make a custom plan for you to help you meet your goals. Yeah, no, I think that's so important. And I've mentioned this in some previous episodes, um, my thoughts on some of the run plans that you can get for free with your watch, um, the different plans that are out there. And I've seen a bunch of runners kind of following these plans especially if you're more in the beginner stage. And a lot of these plans are really not made for novices or beginner runners, and they're way too aggressive and or not really meeting the needs that we talked about before, kind of using those principles of, you know, not doing fast, short intervals if your goal is half marathon. Um, so I think, you know, that's an important point that you bring up and, yeah, time factor, right? Yeah, I am seeing that myself and I will be the first person now that will basically realize that I don't have all the time in the world as my time is really getting 
stolen every which direction um, that I'm not going to spend, you know, time looking for something that I need um, even just, you know, with, with kind of my business and things like that. Like I've invested in coaching and I, I can agree. I, it's just a whirlwind of how fast you can get to a destination. Um, if you have someone that can guide you and kind of take you along the way and who's helped others get there before. So I appreciate that a lot more as I'm learning and growing myself and, and those things I think are super important. So Brian, thank you so much for jumping on the live here. Um, so I know we had, uh, we actually had a question about, um, and I don't know if you want to share this as far as sleep schedules go, uh, Rachel, that um, there's a question uh, for those that get up at five o'clock, what are their bedtimes? Do you want to share what your bedtime is? Sure. Yeah. I've, I've been trying to be in bed when I'm getting up at five, five, nine 30 at the latest, because I need my sleep. <laughs> and that's so important for performance recovery. Um, I, kudos to you, honestly. And I am also a 4 30 AM riser and I'm fighting to, uh, go to bed at 1030. I know that's not enough sleep. Um, I think I shared with you when I was going through those PhD days, it was a four hour sleep every night. So I saw this as an improvement, but I'm still working on it. I'm now tracking it on my Garmin and seeing my sleep. And I'm really trying to get diligent with that. Guys, we're going to be getting into our running shoe giveaway. So for those that are in the giveaway, just type in excited into the comment box. If you're excited to find out who the winner is, this is exciting. We're going to do this live. Um, so let me know if you guys are excited about the giveaway. Um, before we get into that, if you are a runner right now and you're struggling with kind of constant injuries or not knowing what to do for strength training for running, or you just need some guidance on your running and your strength programs, um, I help runners just like Rachel um, with this high touch coach uh, program called our Spark Back program to become an injury-free runner. So what we do with this program is we take you through specific phases where we restore your normal movement patterns for running, we rebuild, we retrain, and then you wind up crushing your goal race, just like Rachel shared with us uh, today to kind of take you to that next level performance. Um, so if you're frustrated in your training and you, you realize that, you know, you finally need to make a change and you need to invest in yourself because you need to get those mental clarity runs that we all need now more than ever. Um, and, or you keep getting injured every single time, um, you know, or you need some accountability to kind of hit those, uh, running goals, just type in coaching into the comment box and I will reach out to you and see if you're a good fit for our spark back program. Um, we're getting amazing results just like Rachel here. And I would love to be able to help you guys and be able to guide you on that path of becoming an injury-free runner. So guys, what I'm going to do here is we have a total of I'm pulling up my spreadsheet here. I put everyone who entered the contest for the running shoes in Excel spreadsheet. So we have 37 names here who put in for the contest. This is, if you don't know, last week we had um, Woodbridge Running Company and um, Chris and Matt from Woodbridge Running Company agreed to do a free shoe giveaway. 
So you guys put in for the contest. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to do a random number generator. You'll appreciate that, Rachel, right? Um, random number generator here on Google. So I'm going to do numbers one through 37. We're going to do this live here. So everyone's got a number assigned to them on my spreadsheet. I'm going to hit the, hold on. I'm going to hit the, hold on. This is like building up to tension here because I got to be able to get on my screen so I can read the name. Super excited. Let's see who's going to get a free pair of running shoes or running sneakers, whichever you call them. Generate number 37. Oh my goodness. So number 37. So we have Nicolette. Frank, you are the big winner. Uh, Nicolette, congratulations to you. I will wind up uh, tagging you in this uh, post within Facebook, and I'll wind up reaching out to you to see how you can connect with the good folks over at Woodridge Running Company uh, to get your new pair of shoes. So Rachel, let's get into our kind of um, our, our finish line. This is like the final stretch of uh, the program. This was like you flying down the road. You were flying, by the way. Uh, Rachel was nice enough to share a video that her family took as she was coming down the final stretch to cross the finish line. Um, so we're coming down the finish line here. And if you can change one thing about the misconception of running or maybe getting a half marathon PR, what would that be? So I think one misconception that I had in particular when I started getting back into running is just that I was almost even embarrassed to share my results of where I was because I just felt like I wasn't fast enough to fit in or to call myself a runner and be in the community. And I have just learned that that is garbage and everyone can be a runner. All you have to do is go out and run. <laughs> um, and wherever you at, there's wherever you're at, there's always going to be people who are faster than you. Um, and you know, that's not, <laughs> that's not going to change. And it's, I've just found such an inclusive community and I, I just love that. Um, there's just room for improvement for everyone. And we're all just trying to work to get better and we can help each other along the way. Um, one other misconception that I had and do struggle with a lot is that I really always wanted to push it on my long runs. I wanted to run my long runs, not like races, but pretty fast every week. And even, even coming into my race this time, I would feel like, oh, I don't know if I can keep this pace up for this long because I never did it in a long run. Um, but it was so much better for me that I ran my long runs at a conversation pace like I was supposed to because I wasn't overtraining and wearing myself out all the time. And I think that really helped me to improve. So I'd say that's, something very big that I learned from being in the program. Yeah. yeah, no, this is gold. Oh my goodness. You just like recapped so many important uh, things. So thank you for sharing that. And as you guys know, I feel the same way um, that anyone can run and we all consider ourselves non-runners or we still do. That's, uh, you know, which like you said, is garbage, right? If you're out there running and 
I get so many people who even commented to me today. Uh, we were we were messaging back and forth, and they said, "I jog." And I'm like, "No, you run, you run." And even looking at those paces, right? We always try to, um, I guess, downplay our abilities. And if you're out there and you're putting, you know, you're pounding the pavement, and you are a runner. And thank you so much for sharing your story, Rachel. Honestly. It has been, you know, I've told you this before. It's been absolute pleasure working with you. Um, like I said, you know, I'm so proud of the commitment that you dedicated to this aspect of your life. And I'm sure it, or has it helped other aspects of your life kind of going through this? What do you think? Yeah, I think that it's, it's helped me um, just to feel like there are things that I can accomplish and check off my list. I think especially this goes for like common housework, like laundry, and also my dissertation. You just work and work on these things and they're never finished. <laughs> but with running, I had very specific, like, okay, I did this workout check and I've done my strength training. And um, it just, I don't know. It was very stress relieving for me. It was important me time. And I just really valued all of my time that I spent training. Yeah. Nice. And yeah, no, I think it gives us that outlet, right? That we need in our lives. So if you are, you know, a busy mom out there, busy dad, and you're juggling everything with the kids and you think like, I don't have time to dedicate to this. Sometimes getting a little structure and guidance is really what you need to be able to be the best version of yourself for the family right? So you can be rejuvenated. And I talk to my students about this all the time. Um, you know, when they're kind of going through grad school is you, you need that downtime, right? That me time. And for us as runners, it's, it's running, right? It's getting in our strength work and coach Latoya says, hashtag me time. Yes. Uh, so I know, I know, you know, all about that. Like this morning for me, coach Latoya, I was listening to our healthy runner 2021 Spotify playlist Shakira, Shakira came on hips don't lie. And I was doing my hip exercises in our strength program. So I was doing my standing clamshells to get my deep hip external rotators. And I was pumped up and I was having me time having Shakira in my ears. Right. So we all need that uh, me time. So yeah, thank you so much for sharing so much of your story, Rachel. Um, it's been so great working with you and thank you everyone who, you know, listened to this on the Facebook live stream. Thank you for those that jumped in our giveaway, I do have, um, I do have exciting news is that next week we are going to be doing another giveaway for our second sponsor on the podcast. Uh, Knox gear is nice enough to have us do a little raffle of a Knox gear light up vest. So if you've seen them, um, I posted about it a couple of times, um, you're going to be seeing that come out in the next week. So we're going to be giving away a free um, Tracer 360 uh, so you can stay lit uh, at nighttime. So stay tuned for that post. Uh, that will be coming out on Instagram at Spark Your Training or on Facebook page or within our Healthy Runner Facebook community. For those that listen on the podcast, we appreciate you listening. And if uh, Rachel's story resonates with you, I hope you took away something from her story tonight that. Um, can be helpful to you. And for those that are on the live, if you want to drop into the comment box, um, what you found most helpful or what was, it'd be interesting to see what you thought um, you needed to hear tonight. Right. And I think it's, it's sometimes easier to hear from someone else's perspective 
than some of the principles and the, the teachings that I do on a weekly basis to hear like a real life person kind of share through their lens of kind of what they went through. And uh, let's all give uh, Rachel a huge uh, shout out by dropping some hearts giving her some likes on Facebook here and, and thanking her for taking her time. She's got like no time, right? She's got dissertation. She's probably got laundry in the back that we can't see. Right. And uh, so we appreciate you taking your time tonight, Rachel. I really, really appreciate it. Thank you for having me on Dwayne. It's been fun. Yeah. And guys, remember every week we go live within our Healthy Runner Facebook group. So keep us in mind in your schedule. We have another, actually, this is a two two episode week again. Uh, we got some great guests coming on. So we're going to be talking about plant-based nutrition on Wednesday. So check that out. It's during the day. So for folks who can't catch us at night, uh, this will be for you. So check out the events tab within our Healthy Runner Facebook group. And as always, guys, stay active, stay healthy, and just keep running. Until next time. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Healthy Runner Podcast. Can I please ask you for a couple of favors? Can you subscribe to The Sucker wherever you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, or wherever so you never miss another episode? You'll be notified when a new episode drops every Thursday. Can you also please leave me a rating and review if you're listening on Apple Podcasts? What I want you to do is to tell them how awesome you are as a runner and then tell them what you have liked most about the show. I love to hear what you have to say. I read all of them and it means a lot to me. If you haven't seen the video version of this podcast, then head over to youtube.com forward slash spark your training. And you can see the video version as well as our full video library of exercises that are specific to your running on the spark your training YouTube channel. Also, if you like the content in this podcast, then you will like the community even better. Head over to our Healthy Runner free Facebook group so you can get all the bonus content, blog articles, and get your questions answered by myself and our team of Healthy Runner coaches. The fifth and final thing I want you to do is that you can help this podcast out by taking a screenshot wherever you're listening, whatever episode, and put it in your stories on Instagram and tag me. That is at sparkyourtraining. If you do this, I'll give you a shout out and repost it, sharing your running wins while listening to the podcast. More importantly, we'll be able to share this information with a lot more runners because that is the goal, guys. We want to get this information in front of as many runners as possible to help them stay healthy so they can stay on the road doing what they love. So take a screenshot, share it on Instagram stories, and tag me in it. You can also find out how I help runners as well as our brand new Healthy Runner Strength Program by visiting our website, sparkyourtraining.com. Thank you so much for listening, and I just love our Healthy Runner family. And remember, guys, let's stay active, stay healthy, and just keep running. Until next time.